the Bygones Podcast. I'm Laura Jane Parker. And I'm Eleanor Parker. And we are not here watching every episode through 2018 eyes. No, not today. (laughs) No. We are, this is a very special episode because it is our first mailbag episode. We got halfway through the season and we felt it was an apt time, didn't we? Yeah, I just, and also I feel like I know... I've heard people do actually listen to us <laughs> and our friends. So we thought it would be a nice time to like open the doors and say, what do you want to know? Anything you want to know? Anything? So we asked and you guys delivered. We got a bunch of questions to answer did, in this yeah, episode. We did. Before we start, I just want to say we are recording this in the middle of what is possibly the craziest heat wave that the UK has ever seen. And I know a lot of American people are like, oh god, I can't convert the numbers. We do degrees centigrade, and I know a lot of the rest of the world use Fahrenheit, but in centigrade it's been like... Well, on Thursday it was 35 in London, yeah, which I think mad. is around 95 Fahrenheit in, right. in Fahrenheit, and uh, it and, and and everyone in America or California or places where it is like that most normally of the year are like, hot, yeah. that's nothing. What's the problem? And I'm like, guys. We do not have AC. You do we not have understand. Nothing to help us. We are not set up for this at all. In no way prepared. Like none of our public transport works. Like no, everything it, is just you're just covered in a layer of sweat at all constantly. times. Constantly. <laughs> so at the moment we we've t- turned off the fans, but we have had to open the windows and so you, the balcony door, and we're recording in Brighton, so you might hear. A few seagulls, if, yeah. you, if you haven't heard already. Those... It's a lovely town, but it is by the sea, so there you go. But I'm afraid I couldn't handle, neither of us could handle no fan and no windows. N- no air. We would have literally died. We would have been a pool of mush. So, oh. with that out of the way. With that disclaimer out of the way. Um, so, I think the first thing I thought would be fun to do this episode is take a look back at what's happened to us since we started. Because I think we've come on quite a long quite a big and it's been a big change for us yeah well we've had some kind of surreal moments I think at times like really we started off and you know friends listen and our parents listen and tell us how wrong we are (laughs) (laughs) tell us that all our opinions are wrong um (laughs) and when we go lol So, yeah, so then, uh, but then we start getting messages and uh, from people we don't know. We never met before in our lives, have no reason to to like or listen to us. Yeah, they're not being made to do it through like coercion. (laughs) They're they're listening because they want to. So that's kind of blown blown our minds a little bit, and it's amazing. Yeah. So, so yeah, so some of the stuff that's happened. So I think, so we started doing this in January, so it's been Mm -hmm. roughly six months. Yeah. I think our first episode actually aired in in February, but we'd pre-recorded quite a We recorded in January, yeah. Um, But yeah, so we started, I mean, some of our best interactions happen on our social medias. So our Twitter and our Facebook and our Instagram. Yeah. I man, for those of you that don't know, I man (laughs) the Twitter and Eleanor takes care of Instagram and Facebook. Yes. But obviously both of us keep up to date on both, all of them. But on Twitter, I started running polls every week based on something that happens in the episode, which that's been quite a source 
source of fun conversations over the last. Yes, definitely. Um, it, I think probably the first time I realised that oh, other people listen to this too <laughs> was one of the was the first poll that I did, which was um, from the episode where Richard tells them that denim smells. Smells, yeah. And, I, and we, in our podcast episode, we're like, well, like well, duh. it does smell. Um, so I did a poll on Twitter, and actually, I was very gratified to learn that 38% of you agreed with us that Richard does, it was correct, and denim definitely does smell. Um, 24% answered, what the fuck is happening? So <laughs> maybe they didn't get it quite so much, but... The thing that I was really excited about was that we actually had a listener send a picture of um, them going into Urban Outfitters to smell some denim. (laughs) On our behalf. (laughs) (laughs) Which was amazing. Field testing. Yeah, uh... field testing. And it was very important work and I'm forever grateful. Yeah, thanks Um, for that. Yes. And then, so we've had a bunch of other polls, but then again, one that caused a lot of chat was the most recent one that I've done which was um, from our last episode which is John like why is John taking his trousers off yes. in the toilet what is this it's a mystery at this why? point in the series <laughs> so um, that caused quite a bit of uh, conversation amongst listeners themselves so okay. we had someone um, called John uh, Johnny Larkin uh, on Twitter from the Screaming Queens podcast yes. he thought that it was because uh, that way you can get maximum a man spread on the toilet <laughs> and I'm encumbered even... by trousers <laughs> I mean it, that blew my mind because it didn't even cross my tiny mind that that would be a thing Does that you'd that want to help? do on a toilet <laughs> <laughs> I was like oh so it happens there too okay <laughs> right yeah oh wow yeah whereas John T from the F1 word podcast he thought that it might be a sign that he has a a special because you notice that John Cage always uses the same toilet stall so John T said he thought he had a squatty potty installed in that you don't know what a squatty potty is no it's a potty that you use you have to squat to use they use it they have them in Europe quite a lot but you it's like a flat it's like you know like I mean I think I'm I may be describing he may be meaning it in a different way to right. describe something that I don't think but I assumed it was you know like in France and places like that you get toilets that are basically like in India actually you yeah get toilets that are basically like the bottom of a shower yeah and you squat to go to the toilet and there's like but a why home. was that but he had to take old well because maybe he prefers going to the toilet but no that. but we've definitely seen inside the cubicle it's okay. not that but he then carried on that that theory by saying that that's why he's so, um, this is a slight spoiler alert, but in future seasons, John gets a frog called Stefan. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. he feels an affiliation with Stefan because he's, he's he, you know, if you look at how frog, frog's <laughs> legs are, that's like a metaphor for how John uses the toilet. <laughs> well, it's certainly an interesting theory. I'm not sure if it's... Yeah. Uh... And then we had one more theory from, they're called the OC, I mean I don't think that's what they were christened, but um, they're <laughs> at Linebeak on Twitter, they pointed, this was the most interesting theory to me, okay. they pointed out that in prison 
people take at least one leg out of their trousers when they go to the toilet so that people come come along and push you over when you're on the loo. So he was like, is this a sign that John's Ooh. got like a really shady past? And he even did a, um, like a meme of like this being the tip of the iceberg. So it was an iceberg and yeah. then there was like, uh, cut out of like Julia Roberts from Pretty Woman at the top of the iceberg and underneath the iceberg was all these like pictures of other crimes that like John's done that we just don't know about and he's obviously spent time in prison because that's his picked up that habit and he was like I'm going to keep an eye out on this rewatch for future signs of John's shady <laughs> That's hysterical. I love that idea. I thought that was the most credible theory. Yeah. We know John's got some indiscretions from like episodes we've seen so far. It's a hot tip he's picked up while going through the system. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like it. So our listeners are geniuses. (laughs) (laughs) Creative geniuses. And um, on that topic, actually, none more so than Danny, who is at P Green Boat on Twitter. She came up with in the last month the World Cup of Ali McBeal. Ah, uh, yes, that's which been was, awesome. That was so much fun. Yes, and, um, it was. She suggested it to me on Twitter or to bygones on Twitter when I can't remember what I was doing, but I was definitely drinking wine. And she was. Like, when? <laughs> and she just went, "When is a good time for me to launch the World Cup of Ali McBeal?" And I was like, "Now, yes." <laughs> She went away and thought of all of the um, pairings. I don't know what the technical term is for football tournaments. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you <laughs> yeah. have to come up with a certain number of people yeah. for it, to, or characters for yeah. it to work. And she pitted them all against each other, and it all went down, you know. I mean, I basically... Um, yeah, I was loving it because I'd really caught World Cup fever, like the football World Cup. <laughs> By that time. <laughs> At that point. Um, uh, so this, this like tied in with it perfectly. And she even managed to get it so that the final of the Ali McBeal World Cup was the day before the final of the World Cup. So wow. she did yeah. very, very well. Dedication. And there was some interesting points during the tournament where the quarterfinals had to have a few retrials, she called them. Oh, yeah. Because they got yeah. to 50-50. Um, one of those retrials was between and Georgia and John T again I think I mentioned him earlier from the uh, John Cage question but he said who the hell is voting for Georgia but Danny made the excellent point that Georgia is the second most reasonable character on the show. Well, I, I was going to say, I was like, I love Georgia. I Me said too. this before. I was voting for Georgia. I was voting for Georgia. <laughs> so I just, oh, okay. Well, um, uh, didn't she lose out in the end? I think yes, she so, definitely... Well, wait, wait, she got wait kicked out Yeah, somewhere. she got kicked out. She, I think she, I'm not sure if she got through the quarterfinals, but um, when Danny said she's the second most reasonable character, I said, well, who's the most re- reasonable? And can you guess who is the most reasonable? Renee. Obviously, yeah. Renee, yes. <laughs> but yeah, so basically the final came down to John Cage okay. and Robert Downey Jr. Okay. And John Cage won with 64%. Oh, well done. <laughs> so we very much enjoyed that, Danny, and thank you so much for, for doing that for us. Yes. I'm sure awesome. you didn't just do it for us. Yeah. <laughs> but we enjoyed it immensely. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Eleanor, we've had lots of fun in the last six months or so. Yes. But nothing shook us more <laughs> than when <laughs> Wilson Cruz. Oh my god, it was so amazing. Spoke to us! <laughs> I just. Uh, we were both losing our shit over this. It was so. 
for those that don't know, obviously, <laughs> um, Wilson Cruz was in an episode that we recapped in the first half yes. of this series. He yes. was in Boy to the World. It's one of our favourite episodes of the show. And he is a big part of that. So we, you know, at mentioned him in a few social media things. And then he freaking replied! Well, not only that, like, the fact that he basically took the time to listen to our episode about Boys oh, yeah. in the World. Sorry, yeah, that's true. Yeah, he like, he actually <laughs> took the time, like, downloaded it, took the time to listen, and, like, then responded in the most generous and lovely way. He was he was so, so, I just wanted to, like, cry. I was so happy. <laughs> um, shall I read out what he said? Yeah, go on, go on. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. He, we had a good conversation with we him. We did, well. like yeah, back and forth. yeah, yeah. He said, hey, you two, thank you for the love. Truly, I'm so grateful to you both for featuring this episode and my performance. While I'd never play this today, I am proud of this performance. Stephanie stays with me today. Thank you for your thoughtful and passionate allyship to the trans peeps. Um, And then he went on to say, he kind of uh, quote tweeted our tweet about it to say that it made him cry, the episode that we'd done for him. And I was like... Oh my god, I can't believe we made Wilson Chris <laughs> And he said, yes you did, I'm fully aware of how problematic this portrayal would be today, but I was so deeply connected and affected by Stephanie. She really is, slash was, the beginning of my own understanding of trans people and issues in a real way. I felt at the time I'd lost a friend. I still do. I was also playing Angel in Rent in the touring production in LA simultaneously, and it really informed my portrayal of that character. I was called up to the Broadway cast as I was filming Ali, and I think NYC audiences got a different portrayal due to Stephanie. So that Which was really, really interesting. interesting. Yeah, and I just loved the way he was—he um, was just so humble. Like you know, he was just yeah. He he knows and took our criticism of the episode because yes. it deserves some yes. criticism if you look at it with a critical eye yes. backwards. Um, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yes. Um, yes. But he, uh, I think he was just, it was just such an honest and lovely yes. reply. And also just gave way more than he needed to. Like he didn't need to go into talking about his sort of work on Angel and Rent and all that kind of thing. Just these little behind the scenes like, Yeah, tidbits. but it was so interesting just to be like, yeah, this really, this this character impacted the actor that, that played her. Yeah. To the point where it, you know, it influenced further work that he did. Yeah. And that, that's really interesting to learn. And I love, one of the things, if you follow Wilson on Twitter, um, one of the things that I have always appreciated about him is he stays open to the possibility that, you know, things change and what you thought was right at one point is not necessarily yes. going to be right forever and yeah. actually you know like he said he wouldn't take that character to play today because yes. it's not it's problematic yes yeah um, but at the time people weren't as woke yeah know? well I mean I I said to him like I tweeted back to him and said something along the lines of you know yes there are problems with it but like I do think that representation that you did mm. was really important at the time yeah despite its issues like yeah. um and he, I think he tweeted about being like I hope so and like yeah. smiley face <laughs> he also sassed us about Armin Shimmerman being in Star Trek we only knew oh, yes. that he was in Buffy and he was like and Star Trek <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which made me laugh <laughs> um no but that was great but that, that was, was so awesome. possibly like the high point it's so been, far yeah it's I think been so, so, yeah. so nice to hear you know I don't expect I 
I'm genuinely gobsmacked when anyone listens to us um, that isn't someone I know yeah. that I've asked them to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for someone who's actually, that we've spoken about to listen to yes. and like be happy with what we've said, that's just really like validating. Yeah, so that was really was lovely. We also, that wasn't the only interaction we've had, um, Peter McNichol, who plays John Cage, has liked <laughs> several of our tweets, <laughs> but possibly the most exciting one was when I did the video for his birthday, <laughs> <laughs> dancing around the room to my first, my last, my, my everything. everything. Yeah, Barry White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would not believe how many takes it took to <laughs> Some of them, the cards were in the wrong order. Like one of them, I dropped all the cards, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you should do like an outtake version of it. Yeah, I think I might have deleted them all. But yeah, that was funny. That was uh, back in April. Yes. We've got some quick things that we've achieved, some achievements, I suppose. We've got to over a thousand downloads, which is I really know. exciting. I know. Um, and we've also had, we've had guests. We've had Liam Dempsey from, from Spotlight, Spotlight on. Yeah. That was episode eight. And we've also been guests on some podcasts. Yeah. You've been on... Um, I don't was... think it's, oh, it might be out. I think it's coming out. The episode I'm on, I recorded uh, on the a couple of weeks ago but it was a, it's a podcast called Trifecta which is um, hosted by a lady called Jack and I think my episode is coming out on the 31st of July yes. so if all goes according to plan it should be out by the time you hear this episode yeah. but if not it'll be soon yeah um, and we discussed the uh, Baz Luhrmann Red Curtain trilogy oh great trilogy which is, uh, yeah. I got very excited <laughs> <laughs> um, and you've been on uh, a couple of episodes yeah stuff, I've been you? on a couple of episodes of um, a podcast called Flix Watcher both uh, guesting with Liam Dempsey like from Spotlight mm-hmm. as well and uh, the first one we were on we discussed the film The Magdalene Sisters which is a great great film recommend it Spoiler alert. Go and listen to Netflix watch episode yeah. if you want to know why. Yeah, and uh, the other episode that was released uh, most recently was one where we reviewed Network, the 70s film satire oh, about right. television. I haven't seen either of those movies. I should probably Have you watch not? Them. No, no. Oh my God. No, they're really good. Both of them. Yeah. So yeah, so who would have thought that people would be asking us to be on their own show? <laughs> Like, I didn't expect that when we started this. So we've just had, like, the best time for the last yeah, few months. Yeah, I really enjoyed really it. Yeah, completely. So I think, without further ado, um, we should go to questions, because part of the reason we've had the best time is from the interaction with everyone. So let's open this metaphorical mailbag. Yes. From people on socials, so yes. Go ahead. So uh, John T from the F One Word podcast says we here still can't get over how differently we see the characters on the rewatch. Mm. Six episodes in and just questioning everything we thought before. <laughs> hindsight really is a thing sometimes, I guess. Four episodes into the rewatch and suddenly seeing so clearly things which weren't so before. Billy. Yes. Billy. Yes. <laughs> 
it's all those little gestures of kindness. Yes! Which instantly make everything a hundred times worse. Such an idiot and therefore so much more of a well-written character than previously thought. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean... I mean, yeah, the, the, the turnaround on, like... The feelings around Billy. Like, it's actually taken yeah. me by surprise because I haven't. I've rewatched Annie McBeal. We've said this a few times, but I've rewatched Annie McBeal several times since yes. it came out. Um, I watched it quite a lot at uni because I was really into DVD box sets at uni because <laughs> there was nothing else to do. I'm studying, I suppose. But um, this is the first rewatch where I've been like, what the fuck is Billy's problem? Like, he's such. Back off, Billy. Back off, Billy. He's such. He's worst yeah he really is the well worst. i think the name billy butthurt oh, is just I'm the so most appropriate like got no time for billy no and i had all the time for billy i before. know you really were invested first time round in those two like and this time it's like billy just get away and get in the seat get in the seat <laughs> for sure the stupid hurt butt um, okay. that wasn't really a question it was more of a statement but I enjoyed it as well yeah definitely <laughs> definitely so next one Danny at Pea Green Boat ah World Cup Danny yay I'm really enjoying how the pod is giving me the chance to talk to all my post 2002 friends about the show reconnecting through new relationships is nice yeah oh, that's true that's really sweet I have to say I know what you mean I I have a lot of actually quite a few of my friends are friends that I didn't no, when Annie McBeal was first on. Yes. I would say I'm not actually in touch with that many people. I don't know what that says about me. Um, but it's, they've all been like, oh, I remember Annie McBeal. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They've, you know, it's been nice to talk. And it's been nice not just picking up with people who I didn't know when it was first on, but also connecting with people online, yes. like Danny, like, yeah. you know, um, all the other people that we've uh, spoken with that remembered it the first time round and yeah. like now like the same as us what? like what what happened <laughs> <laughs> it's good to see how we've all matured okay okay so Shruti Menon 13 and Catman 2017 oh that's Zach isn't it Catman 2017 yeah I think yeah. it is yeah um, both say love the dancing baby which yeah that's interesting there's some splits on the dancing baby oh bagel. really ba- babel baby <laughs> The dancing bagel. The dancing bagel. <laughs> oh, yeah, if I had an hallucination, that's probably what it would be. <laughs> dancing carbs. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so so half the people that I speak to think the dancing baby is creepy and weird and remembered it the first time round and was weirded out by it and just oh, really? But half the people you speak to just see it as like this iconic uh, yeah um, like oh it was so funny and it was like nothing had ever been done like that on tv before yeah and it was so weird and so out there but so funny the moment like yeah. zeitgeisty i think it's funny i yeah. think that's the i mean like i say when it first kind of turns up and he's like pitter pattering everywhere it, when she's like in bed at night i'm like oh that's creepy yeah but like when it actually starts dancing around i think it's quite cute i think it's really funny i, I did a gift the other day of asking for mailbag questions actually yeah. and the gift that i did where she you know when she has her dream hallucination where she falls asleep on the work yeah and the baby's like do 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 the <laughs> and air, like then sort of bends over and then comes back yeah, up <laughs> It's the funniest little dog. It's so weird. Yeah, it's so weird. But great. Yeah. Uh, I, I just love her expression. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
it's true. It's true. It's great. It's great. Anyway, next thing. Oh, Zach again, Catman2017, asks, what is your favourite episode of Annie McBeal? Okay, so, yeah, I think I'm going to answer this as, my favourite episode of Ally McBeal so far because I just, I have a terrible memory <laughs> and I just cannot, in all good consciousness, um, You're like, I might be missing, <laughs> missing a gem and I just couldn't live with myself if that was the case. <laughs> so do it so far so, for you then. So yeah. far, I think I'm gonna have to go, I think it's a, uh, my favourite so far is gonna be joint. Joint Cro-Magnon. Oh yeah, and yeah, and uh, Boy to the World, because I think Boy to the World because Wilson Cruz and and that performance and that character was just a, bit, a literal gem, yeah. like really wonderful and really uh, affecting and emotional, and Cro-Magnon because it is just so funny to watch Billy get so bent out of shape mm. by this man with the big mm. penis. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I just, Billy Butthurt in all his glory. <laughs> it's what just hysterical to watch. Yeah. Like, uh, I really enjoy what them all having, like, Georgia and Ali having fun together. Yeah. And Billy just being like, can't handle, handle it at all yeah and uh it's a lot of fun to watch as a result i think so i can remember episodes that i'm looking forward to watching i can't i couldn't in all consciousness say that i remember every single episode in detail off the top of my head that's coming up but i can remember some that i know that stick out in my mind from previous rewatches Ooh. so to me that says something about whether they're my favourites or okay, not yeah. um, so I would say absolutely Boy to the World is one of my amazing yes. favourites I love it so much but I also am looking forward to I think it's the first one in season 3 where she has sex with the guy in the car wash Oh yeah, I that, remember that I'm one. looking forward yeah, to that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm also looking forward to where her and Ling have their like little lesbian kiss. I think that will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I'm gonna feel about that rewatching, but no. we'll see. And then Oh, I really like the one where she um oh I love the one with Josh Groban in, that's a bit later. But I also <laughs> love the one is it with Jonathan Taylor Thomas? Maybe I'm conflating two episodes, but we'll see. I think she dates Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement as an older college kid and they go to the Red Sox uh, yeah. uh, stadium. Yeah. And that I use that gift quite a lot where she's like, Go along <laughs> <laughs> Or something. Um, I enjoy that one. I seem to remember enjoying that one. Oh, there's loads that I could list that I'm, yeah. like, I'm looking forward I, to. I, yeah, there are loads I'm looking forward to. I just don't my memory's too bad yeah. to to remember what is coming yeah. in great detail. But Boy to the World, for sure. Yeah. I can definitely put that on a okay. pedestal. Okay. The other question Zach asks is, uh, what is your favourite season of Ali McBeal? Ooh. Which, again, I, ugh, I don't know because I can't remember. <laughs> but I do, I do love it once we have... Uh, all the main characters, including Nell and Ling. So two. Yeah, the, the other. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it hits its stride a little bit in yeah. two. I feel like, I love season one, given it's, it's like my problematic fave. I do, <laughs> I, there are problems in season one. But I do enjoy it as it's like the OG, like, core gang. Yes. 
but I feel like by the end of season one they kind of exhausted that world a bit they needed to expand yes out out which yeah. is why Nell and Ling are such good additions yeah um, I can tell you what my least favourite season is but I think we'll yes. come to that in some future questions <laughs> I think season two it hit its stride. I think, I think season might three be right. it started getting a bit tired, but then season four, Larry turns up and everything goes amazingly. So yes, it okay. goes back up again. Yes. Okay. Next question Zach had was, uh, "What is your favourite hallucination of Ali McBeal?" I can think of one that uh, we haven't had yet, but I really enjoy. What's that one? It's the one where she's swimming underwater oh yeah and the office is like an aquarium and she's swimming because I just remember seeing that the first time and being like that is exactly how it feels when you feel like you're drowning and you're like trying to get away Um, I just thought my favourite hallucinations are the ones that like nail a feeling that feeling yeah Yeah. like I like the one yeah so like the, the one in the first episode where she gets hit through the heart with the arrows oh yeah and she's like like because it's like yeah yeah, when something like that really speaks to a feeling like really well yeah I think are my favorite ones or where she gets the wind goes through her and there's like a hole in her stomach yeah it's like actually my I think my favorite so far again I'm gonna have to go with favorite so far I'm sorry (laughs) Zach I'm just not got a great memory my favorite so far i think has been the one where she's in a giant coffee cup with billy <laughs> <laughs> yes. i think that one's very that's funny good. that's good yeah because her leg comes up she's like, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah no, I, I think it. i think that's my favorite one so far yeah okay so the other questions that had is what is your favourite song from Ally McBeal? Oh, I know that one. Um, so mine is Blue Sweet, the Ooga Chucker, because I just love Ooga that song. Ooga Chucker, Ooga. Well, you walked from... into your wedding reception to that song. I did, but yeah. that was more from Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, because uh, my husband's not a massive Ally McBeal fan. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, um, I loved it from Ally McBeal, that song. Yeah. But when they used it in Guardians of the Galaxy, I was yes. like, I loved it even more as yeah, well yeah. so it's like got double meaning for yes, me so yes. I just think it's great it's a great song my favourite is uh, Soothe Me by Vonda Shepherd, the Vonda oh, Shepherd original yes. used in Boy to the World yes I just yeah I, I think that. I think it's one of the few original Vonda Shepherds that is actually used in Ally McBeal mm. but I think it's just such a beautiful song it like is. I really love it it's proper poignant to me Probably because you can't ever really detach the, that no. storyline to that music. Like. Well, that music wouldn't have been used anywhere else. No. Like, it's only ever... I mean, she probably plays it... It's on her album and yeah, stuff, yeah, but, like, yeah. it's not... It's so tied to that episode. To that, yeah, and I just adore it. I think it's really lovely. So, yeah, that's my favourite. And it, you can catch both those songs and all of the other songs mentioned in the Ally McBeal episodes on our Spotify playlist. Ah, there you go. Check the show notes. Hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Kevin Elabi is Ali He asks, is Ally McBeal season one to four? Or should we also consider season five? <laughs> if so, which episodes and why? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, this Kevin. Is, this is a tough one. So, I am kind of... I think Liam said this when he guested. Like, I'm like, 
if you're gonna love a series, you kind of have to go all in. Like, you have to go down with the ship. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I just think you can't ignore the fact that it had... It happened, it people. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, season five When happened. you love something, you love something flaws and all. <laughs> <laughs> and as long as you're aware of the flaws and you acknowledge them and you, you know, internalise them and think we could have done better next time... You just have to, you just have to, you just have to, it happened. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think, unfortunately, yeah, in an ideal world, I think we should have ended it at four. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, it's been, it, 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 I just, look, Robert Downey Jr.'s <laughs> drug problem was upsetting for lots of th- reasons, mainly probably for him and his life, but I will never forgive him for ruining Andrew and you. <laughs> I mean, bless him. Like he was clearly very in a very bad place at the time. I but, know. I'm, but I'm being my tongue unfortunately, is firm, uh, unfortunately, it did lead to that series just completely tail spinning, going off of a cliff. Completely tail spinning. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah. all of the crazy. I don't want to. For those people who are watching with us and like not wanting to be spoiled I don't want to go into too much detail but there are some decisions that they made with story in season 5 absolutely I mean it's going to be really funny to cover Uh, yeah oh completely I think it's going to be hysterical but I just yeah as as a fan watching the show to come from season 4 and then season 5 you're like what (laughs) but like every episode it was like sorry what sorry what (laughs) (laughs) sorry what like, yeah, when it first aired, I like, stopped watching. Yeah, I was, I was like, just no. like, what the fuck is going on here? So, but yeah, unfortunately, I, I think we have to, yeah. because it happened. It's part of its history. We have to accept this. We can't erase history, <laughs> sadly. All we can do is learn from it. So I wouldn't exclude any episodes for that reason. Yeah, okay, so he also asked, Kevin also asked, uh, what was the best and worst episode? Uh, well, I've already spoken. Like I say, I can only do so far because yeah. I have. Okay, so what would be your worst then? Yeah, so I think the worst one for me so far has been the promise. Harry um, yeah, because the fat phobia in that is just shocking, atrocious, and um, but they're like genuinely yeah. shocking to be like, oh, they thought this was okay to put out. Yeah, like, like oh, oh, you thought. <laughs> Maybe raise the flag here that this could be a problem. It's gone to air like this. Okay, great. I know. I just found, I just remember finishing, not only watching that episode, but recording our podcast around that episode. And at the end of both, feeling really depressed by the whole thing. Yeah. Really, yeah, was not a fun episode. I mean, I hope that things are... I mean, we're in no way in a good place yet with fat phobia generally as a society. But um, I see glimmers of hope. I see things changing. I think the body oh, positive movement yeah. is an amazing... It certainly helps my <laughs> mindset around body image. And yeah. Um, I just... Yeah, I just... I, I think calling stuff like this out when you see it, even if it was a long time ago and, oh, we didn't know back then, I st- still think it's important. I think yeah. it's important to do the work, to be like, no, that was wrong. And yeah. actually, today, we need to be better. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we know what this, how this impacts people. Yeah. Um, and it's just not worth it. No. 
No. Yeah. So, what about you? Oh, God. Uh, my worst episode. <laughs> There's going to be some in season five. <laughs> that goes without saying. I mean, <laughs> for sure. I mean, yeah. There's a... Oh, I can't do it without spoiling. I don't know how to do this. There's certainly a younger character that turns up in season uh, five. Where I'm like, no. What? No, <laughs> like, no sense. And no disrespect to the actress playing no. them. But um, yeah. I, 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 she did the best with a poor choice of story. <laughs> really, really bad. Yeah. Bad. Terrible. Terrible. Um, Terrible choices. I can't think of so far though. I would say probably yeah, the fat phobic one would be up there for sure. Okay, okay. So Trisha from the hot dog logic. Yeah, that's her handle. Okay. Oh, is that her handle? Yeah. Okay. Says, uh, please make Larry return in the next episode. <laughs> I mean, we can't do that. <laughs> I wish, but. Unfortunately, we're not magic. (laughs) (laughs) We are not wizards. Okay. Ellie Skinner of Over the Hills and Far Away says season five didn't happen. (laughs) Sure. I think, I think, I understand the the sentiment, um, but unfortunately it did. (laughs) Um, uh, Are we going to get a massive drop in listenership when season five happens? Everyone's going to be like, nope, we didn't happen, so I'm not listening. Later days. <laughs> so she said uh, that she had the dancing baby as her screensaver back in the, oh, the other time. Do you remember screensavers? Yeah. I mean, I know they still exist today, but nobody uses them, do they? <laughs> do they? Anyway. I don't know. Uh, she actually um, says that she doesn't think that John does have any form of autism. Oh. She thinks that John is just someone that sees the world from a different angle and was maybe like socially isolated as a child. And many people can be without being on the spectrum, which yeah. is definitely sure. true, yeah. And, you know, being isolated as a child maybe has caused him to pick up these quirks that sort of help him get him through. Yeah. She said comes out more when Anne Hesh comes on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's definitely a valid... Um, Reading, yeah. Yeah, interpretation. Like, I think... Yeah, it's all, it's all interpretation. I mean, and I, sure. I definitely think... Definitely not certain. Like oh, it's no, because uh, they don't make it explicit. No, they at don't all. at all. It um, has just been our reading of him yeah, thus far. And I think that's for us based on people we know who are on the autistic spectrum. Because mm. I think a lot of people, I'm not saying this is the case of um, any at all, but I think I know some people assume a lot of things when they hear autistic spectrum. And actually, you can be a very, very highly functioning person in the world yes. and still be on the spectrum somewhere. I don't think John is at all on the severe end of no, it. No, And I, I, I think it could be potentially something that's more like Asperger's or dyspraxia rather than uh, he has traits that re- well, certainly remind me of people that I know that are on the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. Just his kind of, the way he receives signals from people or doesn't. Yeah. Um, just reminds me of, of people yeah. that I know. Yeah. Um, in... Uh, 
like fond way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but but yeah. I, I absolutely they ne- no don't in any way make it explicit. So no, it's so very easily. Yeah, might not have been anything that they not had intended. in mind yeah. when they wrote him. Yeah, he just reminds me a lot of Rain Man a lot of the time. Like he's just like a genius, <laughs> um, but finds it very very hard to interact socially with people. Yes, finds it very. Um, but absolutely, lots of people do that aren't officially on the autistic spectrum. Yeah. She also says, as a teenager, I thought Billy was a lovely man worth pining after, but now I'm in my 30s, I see he's a whiny, manipulative arse, and both Ali and Georgia would be better off without him. Yes! <laughs> yes! Fuck yes! <laughs> we should get True. that on t-shirts. <laughs> Everyone's better off without Billy, for sure. Oh, dear. That's the first part of our question. So we also had a lot of questions from people who are in um, podcasting networks that we're part of. So we're part of the Ladypod Squad and also the Britpod Scene, both awesome, fun uh, networks. And I asked them for some questions and they responded in their droves, which very kindly, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Um, so let me start with the questions from Ladypod Squad. So Rosanna of uh, the podcast Six Degrees of Wiki said, if you had to marry a character from the show, which would you and why? <laughs> Uh, marry a character from the show. Uh, oh, no. it's got to be. It's got to be. Um, is it? What's it? Is it Greg the doctor? Greg. Greg the doctor. Yes, we haven't he, seen him yet. No. Yeah. No, we Greg. will. We will. Yes, I would say the Greg or Larry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kate from Pups and Pop Culture podcast, which is a great <laughs> podcast about dogs, uh, uh, says, it. do you think Ali or any of the characters' lives could be improved with the addition of a dog? I mean, <laughs> my answer is yes. obviously yes. <laughs> I actually genuinely think Ali's life could, though, because she's so selfish in lots of ways. She's, she's very so self-absorbed. on herself. Yeah, yeah she's very self-absorbed. And she needs... Yeah, if she had something to, to look after. Yeah, to look after, I think it would take her out of her head a little That's bit. That's what they should have done in season five. They should have oh, got her a dog. Given her a dog. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, instead of the decision uh, that they did make. Yes. Um, but yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> a dog and John Bon Jovi. That would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Claire from Dragons, Sexy Robots and Adventures podcast says. <laughs> If you could have a spin-off series of any character, who would it be and why? Ooh. I know what my answer is. Okay, go on. Renee. 100% Renee. <gasps> oh, yes! Speaking Spe- truth bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Spilling tea, DAing all over the place, you know, she'd be great. Uh, yeah, she would be. Yes. Yes, I like that idea. I'm trying to think if I would choose anyone else. I think a spin-off with Richard would just be depressing. It would be upsetting. It would be really sad. Yeah. It wouldn't be funny. I actually think one with John Cage would be the same, for, for, but for different reasons. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um, like just being misunderstood all over the place. Yeah. Uh, maybe a spin-off with Billy and watching him just get butt hurt all over the place would be quite funny. I would. I think I would like... <laughs> I think I would like a spin-off, no, just with Billy and just awful things happening to him that are completely his own fault and he just 
gets butt hurt left, right, and centre. And Billy just... Thomas, a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. <Yeah. laughs> and I just watch this character just go through shit and enjoy it sadistically. <laughs> like Frasier. But Billy. <laughs> So Nikki, who is the other host of Six Degrees of Wiki, asked, on a scale of only slightly disturbing to need a padded room after the recurring nightmares, how creepy did you find the dancing baby? <laughs> does it still haunt your dreams like it does mine? <laughs> so this is what I mean. Like, yes, some people how found funny. it really freaky. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like anything that is... I mean, because, yeah, when it first turns up and it is pitter-pattering under our bed. Yeah. Like, that is really creepy. Don't enjoy that. But as soon as it's out and it's just like, well, it's dancing around, it's not doing it's anything. It's because it has the fun theme song with it. Yeah. I think if it had a different Oh, completely. Track, like, <laughs> I'd be like, ah! Get away! Blue Swede neutralises all of the creepiness. <laughs> yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. Amanda from Picture Show A Go-Go podcast um, she's asked the question that a few others asked actually, um, which uh, includes Carla from Theme Park Films. Uh, she's asked if you could host a podcast on another TV show, what would you cover? And if Ooh. you could host one on some other subject altogether, what would you do? Ooh. So I remember when we were talking about doing this, yeah. we had a couple of names of shows in the mix. Yeah. Because we talked about maybe Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Or... The OC. The OC. Came up. Um, I mean, I would love to do one on Gossip Girl as well. I've never seen Gossip Girl. That would be quite funny then. Yeah, so maybe it would be quite funny to do like one where we have one presenter that's seen it and one that hasn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think let's get through Ali McBeal first. Yeah. But but yeah, there were definitely lots of names in the mix. What would you have done other than those? Um... I, uh, at one point, I thought about doing a podcast about Boardwalk Empire, Mm. because I love Boardwalk Empire. (gasps) Mad Men. Yeah, or something like that. But then I was like, I actually think it's too good. Like, there are, those shows are too good. Yeah. And I just, I think... It, all it would be is just being like, oh, it's so great, another great episode, like... Well done, everyone. Well done, like, <laughs> everyone was so on point, the costumes, the acting, so the So what writing. you're saying is you like having things to complain about. I like having something to critique, like, yeah. otherwise you're... Je- otherwise, I think it does get a bit boring. I think you need to have... Like something a bit wrong yeah, yeah with it like <laughs> um, lord knows that something a bit wrong <laughs> yeah I, I i'm not sure quite how you'd make a show about something that in your eyes at least is is like the best perfect show, show. Yeah. yeah i would like, struggle with mad men in that regard, yeah you'd just be like well it's just brilliant what sure. more is there to say? <laughs> so, but if you could host a podcast on another topic altogether, what would you do? <sighs> I could pick one for you, but no, you, no. You, I'm not going to. Why? I, I'm not the boss of your life. I have to keep remembering. <laughs> it's like six-year-old you has popped up and be like, "I could give you one, you know. <laughs> I can tell you what to do, and you can just do it." <laughs> No. 
to introduce? Um, it's your free will. I'm not now. sure. <laughs> I think it would be about uh, storytelling in general and our relationships to it. Okay. And it would be sort of maybe more interview based. Ah. Like, so you get a different person on every week yeah. and talk about their experiences or, or feelings around storytelling. Yeah. In certain, in different ways. Yeah, yeah. I just think, yeah, I, I think I just have an overall love of sort of the art of storytelling, whether that's in film or TV or, yeah, I just think it's really important form of art. Like it, it's uh, I think it's really important, socially yeah, important for sure stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't mind doing an interview-based one. I don't know what topic I'd do it on though. I really like history. Yes, I really like, history, and I really yeah. like social history. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe something about like East London because that's like where Ooh. one side of our family is from and I live yeah. there now. I don't know, just something that delves into... Like, whenever I go to new places or new cities, I love finding out, like, what happened the history there. Like, there. What, what were the people doing here, like, yeah, years ago. Yeah, I agree. Um, I so, uh, yeah. One of the best places I went for that was Berlin, actually. The, I went on a few walking uh, tours. I've always, I really want to go so to... Good. I really want to go to Berlin. The walking tours are free as well. They're are they? Yeah. Wow. So good. Yeah, I really enjoyed That's it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Okay. So, something like that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as I mentioned, Carla from Theme Park Films asked the same question as Amanda, so I was thinking of that. But then Mike from Genuine Chit Chat Podcast from the Britpod scene said, what made you start your podcast? Well, I think I was on a podcast. I was on Spotlight as a guest for one of their episodes. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I had so much fun. And I yeah. was like... I want to do one of these. Um, and then we... Give me some of that sweet, sweet <laughs> podcast action. <laughs> yeah. And then we were at our grandparents' uh, 60th wedding anniversary. Yes. In August... No, it was September. Was it September? Mm. Uh, beginning of September. It was very hot that day. It was, yeah. yeah. So it felt like August. <laughs> um, yeah, we, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah last year. And I just happened to mention this desire to do a podcast. And you were like, I was thinking of doing a podcast about yeah. Ali McBeal. And I'd want to do it with you. And it was like, oh, okay. Was it me that had the idea for Ali McBeal? I can't remember I that. think it was. Because I was, because I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was you. Oh, I thought it was both of us. Okay. No. But yeah, well, I, I just. Well, I think it was one of many options we were at the time considering but yeah. I think we both agreed that Ali McBeal probably would have more and I couldn't have done an Ali McBeal podcast with anyone else like there's no <laughs> one else that would have the same I don't know just the same exactly the same feelings about it as yes. I do like love it but also hate it but also like <laughs> I think because because of that thing that we discussed in the first episode of it was that that first sort of adult feeling program that yeah. we ever watched with our sort of parents and things like that I think it holds a similar place in our kind of affections in that way yeah and I think that's why we landed on Ali McBeal as opposed to any other show yeah 
I think. Yeah. We actually touched on quite a few of, uh, Mike sent us a bunch of questions because he asked us why Ali McBeal, like have you already seen any of the episodes? I think we've answered quite a lot of those. Yeah. He also said, um, what's your method of doing them each week? Which is interesting because we're fortnightly so we don't have to do them each week, which yeah. is good. But we don't live in the same place. No. So I live in London and Eleanor lives in Brighton where we are today. Yeah. And so it's not easy for us to get together to record on a really on a regular, regular basis. Yeah, so... It's not we, financially viable either. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we do is we get together once every couple of months and we yeah. call it a batch. Yeah. Um, so we do four over a weekend yeah. and then we sort of edit them between us and get them ready and put them out, uh, you know, on every fortnight. fortnight. Yeah. So I think that's a bit unusual because a lot of people I know who do podcasts... Uh, get together like yeah I think I think but this is really the only way we could sort of realistically do it's a it's a system that works for us oh for sure I I mean I do see um talking to the guys in Ladypod squad and and Britpod scene I've seen some people get into really sort of really struggle sometimes because if something happens with their life or you know something gets busy yeah keeping up with a weekly yeah, record edit you know it's a lot of work that yeah. goes into I think yeah. that people that listen realise how much work goes into yeah. making a podcast and you know most of us who do it as a hobby do it for nothing yeah because we, we love yeah. it you know it's hours of work hours yes, for each is. episode and I think I just could never do it for a weekly no we did originally we were when considered. we first started we were like yeah. oh yeah we'll just record for and we'll do them weekly but we very quickly realised editing yeah. the first one, there's no way we could do no, it. Working, we both working full time. Yeah, exactly. If, I mean, some people are able to turn their podcast into their full time job. Yeah. And that's great when you're able to do that and yeah. then you can dedicate like your life to it. But when you've got a full time job anyway and there's you know, no you live in different cities. It's hard. like you yeah, this And is we the, could record remotely. We have the tech to do it, but we like the fact one of the things I love about yeah. it is it gives us the opportunity like the we have to I like seeing you face to face. Regular, yeah. Regularly yeah, yeah, because yeah. otherwise because we do live further apart, like we wouldn't, we wouldn't normally see normally, each other this yeah, much. Yeah. So I like it. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Good. So, um, the guys at Friendzone Pod, uh, who are a pod about friends, <laughs> the TV show. Oh, well, the show. TV show. Yeah. <laughs> well, they friends, yeah. just being friends Chums. as well. Um, they said, what three-course meal would you cook Ali if you had her over for dinner? Oh, okay. Uh, and then there's a, well, actually, we both like cooking, so yes. we'd yeah. be good at this. Would we do a joint meal? Oh, let's do a joint meal. Okay. I think, well, I know what I do for dessert. I just give her a tub of Ben and Jerry's and a spoon. <laughs> yeah. <she loves> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, easy, done. Um, I think, I'm trying to think what they, I, I probably, they always eat Chinese food for lunch. They do. I feel like I'd go Chinese. Yeah. Maybe I'd just get her a takeaway. <laughs> just get her a takeaway. <laughs> no, I do like some sort of chow mein type, yeah. noodly type Like noodle, thing. stir fry yeah. type. With like some nice side dishes. And then for like starter, ooh, I don't know, like, I don't know, some wontons? Could we make wontons? I've never made wontons. I've made wontons. Oh, are they easy or no? No, they're a faff. I would have thought so. (laughs) (laughs) I see, I think, but I mean, that's, that's 
you know, if you're gonna, because stir fry is reasonably easy. Easy. Ice cream is, is very easy. Like falling off. A so lot. I'm like, I've made an effort with, <laughs> with the a starter. starter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I think that's a good good idea. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Phil from a podcast called Sabrina Watch, which is about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, ah! uh, which is great. So I'm yeah. really enjoying that podcast. They said, uh, Phil says, in light of Sabrina and Buffy getting the reboot treatment, yeah. if they brought back Ali McBeal, who would be your perfect 2018 cast? Oh, that's hard. Yeah. Uh, who would be Ali? You want, they refer to her like, tininess quite a lot and her ability to wear short skirts and but I'm just wondering if we would go in 2018 the other way and make her like I don't know someone like Rebel Wilson who's like who actually did do a law degree well there you go she's got the chops she's got the chops for it yeah (laughs) Rebel Wilson (laughs) but like do you know what I mean you could easily in a 2018 take be like oh people are always having a go at her for how she dresses and the way she looks but in a different way yeah she's turning it around and being like no I can wear what I want yeah I can be who I want yes I like that yeah okay Rebel Wilson and then I think oh John Cage so you want someone a bit quirky who's good at being quirky what about someone like uh josh gad <laughs> or like josh gad <laughs> or um pat noswalt or someone like that yeah yeah i'm trying to think or like steve carell <laughs> steve carell he's a bit old for that yeah now. he is Rain Wilson, though he might be a bit too old for it now. Yeah. Rain Wilson. Those are some good options. Yeah, I like Rain Wilson. What about Richard? Like, smarmy, like, the heart in the right place, but really doesn't execute very well. Uh, Likes older women. I would want to keep that, because I like that. Yeah. Um, I think I'd want to go with Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, he's in The Shield, he's in I've not seen Sons the of Anarchy, he's in... I've not seen he's, any of these He's in ones. The Hateful Eight. Oh, he's yeah. The, the, he's, um, he's like an amazing actor. And yeah, you could totally I, know, I know from The Hateful Eight. Yeah, pull yeah, off yeah, Smarmy yeah. completely. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. good. Billy, you need like a heartthrob. You need someone like Rebel Wilson would have been obsessed over. But I would love it if she was like, Billy was obsessed over her still, but she was like, no, I've Get got no away. time for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it would be amazing if he was like conventionally attractive. So I'm thinking like Ryan Gosling or someone like that. I think I want more diverse casting. Oh yeah, we should have more diverse casting. Yeah. Maybe like someone like Michael um, B. Jordan. Yes. Michael B. Jordan is Billy. Yes. And then who did he, who did Billy marry because Ali left him? Okay. So he married because he's like, oh, I guess I have to, I'm not going to see Ali ever again. I've got to marry Georgia. And then he worked, ends up working at Cajun Fish with Ali again. And he's like, oh my God, I still love Ali. And Ali's like, dude, you married Georgia. Stay right. with Georgia. Georgia's a nice lady. Georgia's great. Georgia, Georgia. Uh, 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 uh. Renee Goldsberry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want Renee Goldsbury. <laughs> oh, we have, have Renee Goldsbury as Renee. Renee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have Renee Goldsbury as Renee. Yeah. And have 
someone like what someone like Emma Stone? Emma Stone, because she's like yeah, she's likable. Yeah, she's likable, but she can also I think she can play uh, like the hurts in a credible way. Yes, yeah, but also the complicated like liking Ali. But also realizing that she's a threat. She's a threat, yeah. but not in that. Because what I love about Georgia is they don't play her as that typical jealous wife trait no, yeah, at all. Yeah. And there's actually a really lovely friendship between yeah, Annie and Georgia yeah, underneath yeah. it all. And I think Emma Stone could for sure do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see her with Michael B. Jordan. Yes, yes. Okay, so we've got Rebel Wilson as Ali McBeal. Yeah. Walton Goggins as Richard. Uh, Richard. Who, uh, either Josh Gad or Patton Oswalt as, uh, Should we go Josh Gad? Yeah, yeah, Josh Gad younger, as, yeah. as, as John Cage. Yeah. Got, uh, Michael B. Jordan as Billy. Yeah. Got Emma Stone as Georgia and Renee. Goldsbury as Renee. As Renee. Renee as Renee. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Done. So our final, uh, that, was, our... that was intense. <laughs> That was a good question, though. Yeah, really, our really final, Our final question comes from the EastEnders Weekly Podcast, <laughs> who are another member of the Britpool scene, and they say, with all the revivals of old shows recently, would you welcome a revival of Ali McBeal? I think if they did something Made really season different. five a dream. Yeah, <laughs> fever dream. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I think they would have to do something really different with it. Uh, to the point where I'm just like, it might as well be a different show. Yeah. Like, I think... There's too I much think that Ali McBeal, yeah. I think Ali McBeal is very much a show of, of its time. Yeah. And I just don't feel like... Whereas, you know, something like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, something like Buffy, they're things that, that can be... Like, the concept can be lifted up and kind of put anywhere yeah. in in time, as it were. Yeah. Because you're dealing with sort of a lot of mythology around and, you know, just... It's just... Whereas this was basically single woman's life in the 90s. Well, it's not the 90s anymore. Yeah. So it would be a completely different show yeah. nowadays. Although I did like our concept that we came up with for our rebooted cast. Yeah, but I just think you wouldn't call it Ali McBeal. No, yeah. It would be I different. think, I think... You... I just think some things, just let them be what they are. Just don't let them, reboot yeah, everything. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a I'm fan I'm not hankering of... after it. No, I'm not. I'd... And I don't think there's more story to tell. So no, so I just it. think yeah. just do something new. That that's fine with me. Mm. Like, yeah, you don't need to attach it to the Ali McBeal name. No, like it can be its own thing. Yeah, okay. I agree. Okay. So thank you everyone for all the questions. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to do this episode is just acknowledge some of the lovely Apple Podcast reviews we've had. Aww. Because when people do rate and review us, it means that we get you know bumped up the algorithm and yeah. magical things happen that means more people are it's aware a good thing we apparently yeah. we are told <laughs> somebody told me that wizards promote our podcast if you worry and review us um no so we thought we'd just acknowledge some of the people who took the time to do that and read yeah. out their reviews so eleanor would you like to kick us off yeah so um I don't know why i went american then that was weird the demps one says the podium yeah, it will be, won't it? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, the Demps one? <laughs> <laughs> Has gone, the podcast I've been searching, dot, dot, dot. 
five stars. Oh, is that stars. pun on searching yeah, my soul? I think, yeah. <laughs> so, five stars. Awesome episode by episode breakdown uh, podcast in the style of the West Wing Weekly and Buffering Ooh. the Vampire Slayer. Whether you've seen Ali McBeal or not, Eleanor and Laura Jane are such energetic hosts and guide you through <laughs> each episode so well that whether you're revisiting the show or discovering it for the first time, you'll be just fine. The idea of taking a seemingly progressive TV show from the 90s and analysing it through 2018 feminist eyes is a great one, and it makes for both hilarious and illuminating listening. Aww, Aww thanks, Cheers! Yes, do you want me to read out the next one? Yeah, what, who's the next one? Next one is Matt Bro14, and that Matt? will be Matt from the Spotlight Wait, podcast. Wait, all our... Reviews from Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Okay, Aww. so Matt says, a truly entertaining recap for 2018. Five stars. This show's pitch of reevaluating this classic 90s show with 2018 eyes is bang on the money. While there's a lot of deserved nostalgia for Ali McBeal, as well as straight up fun storytelling, it's just old enough to be a fascinating time capsule of outdated tropes and attitudes, which this brilliant podcast breaks down in a deep conversational style full of wit, laughter and snark. I've never <laughs> seen an episode of McBeal, but I'm already hooked. Yeah. Winky face. So, <laughs> winky face. Matt's, uh, hilarious because he has never watched Ali McBeal and he told us that now that he's listening to Bygones he's not going to start because we he basically gets the gist from what we yeah he like watches it through us (laughs) (laughs) we're like vicariously describing everything for him I think we'll have to have him on at some point and make him watch an episode and see how he feels about oh they're real living moving 3D Okay, so the next one is from Theme Park Films Podcast. Oh, that's Carla from Bitpod Scene, yeah. Okay, so uh, Nostalgia Galore, five stars. Firstly, great podcast voices. Interesting <laughs> in hearing opinions on a cutting-edge show at the time being re-watched from the perspective of 2018. These sisters are very engaging and the chemistry between them makes the flow of the show work extremely well. Thanks, Carla. Thank you. Okay, so Rough Giraffe. Uh, yeah, that's Stacy. <laughs> that's the name of the podcast. Rough Giraffe. That's yeah, great. so Stacy. Stacy does a podcast with her mum called Rough Giraffe. Okay. I'll have to take that and listen. Yeah, 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 it's good. She's gone Ali McBrilliant, five stars. Ali McBrilliant, great. <laughs> that's great puns okay i'd forgotten all about ali mcbeal and how much influence it had on the zeitgeist of the time listening to this great podcast brings it all back taking one episode at a time laura jane and eleanor not only recap the show but also tell us what it meant to them and where they were in their lives when they first watched it well produced and highly entertaining ah cheers we try (laughs) so we also had one from someone called Twigcats, which I don't think I know. Oh, no, I do know who that is because um, they've signed off Friendzone Pod, so, or FZP. So, great podcast. Whether you have seen the show or not, this podcast will keep you entertained throughout. You can tell they have great fun making the podcast and it really shines through. Brilliant work and excited to listen to more. So, thank you, Friendzone Pod. Yeah. Um, that's very thank kind. Thank you. 
Johnny from Screen Queens, uh, who uh, asked us a question earlier. Okay, yeah, back. yeah. He said, but where is Stefan the Frog? <laughs> <laughs> Great fun, nostalgic trip down amnesia lane for TV fans, and I learned a little something about trimming the tree too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> Winky face. Can't wait for them to get to season two, my personal favourite. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Great, season two yeah. for sure. So, oh. I don't know who this is. WDSWJJ. I feel like that's an acronym for a podcast that I should know what it is. But I don't know. <laughs> it's not coming to mind. Not coming to mind. Okay. Sorry, but I do appreciate your review because they say, Pretty rad. I, for one, have never seen a single episode of Animate Bill, but that doesn't stop me from enjoying a podcast all about it. Plus, who doesn't love revisiting the dodgy 1990s? <laughs> Laura Jane and Eleanor are a tremendous pair, and they both make this such an easy listen and hugely entertaining show, so much so that both longtime fans and newcomers will adore it immensely. So Aww, thank you so, thank much, you so much for everyone's so nice. reviews. Yeah. And if you haven't left us a review and you would like to, we'd really appreciate it because it, it would be great. Yeah, warms our little hearts, <laughs> little cockles of our little hearts. So the only thing left to do is I'd like to unveil a project. <laughs> Spreadsheet time. Eleanor, <laughs> I'm ruining my big reveal. So, so unbeknownst to all of you, I well Eleanor knew about it, but I mean, yeah, all Laura of you Jane at home. excitedly told me about this as soon as she set it up. <laughs> nursing a spreadsheet and that sounds way more exciting than any of you could possibly imagine <laughs> so i've been nursing a spreadsheet since the beginning is of that this a show. thing that you can do to a spreadsheet yes nurse it yeah look after it i've been looking after a spreadsheet that basically tracks several things but one of the things is our ratings at the end our verdicts of the week at the end of every episode yes yes it does um so at the if you don't know at the end of every episode normally we give a verdict of the week which we choose one character to give a guilty or a not guilty verdict and so when we started doing this i thought it would be fun to total up or keep track of who is collecting the most guilties or non guilties like so that we can decide at the end of it yes we'll have a leaderboard yeah of who is the most good and the least good at the end. Yes. So, without further ado, I thought I'd give a half-time uh, half update. update. Yeah, I okay, mean, awesome. It would be interesting to see who's what and... Who's what and where's who. who yeah, that. Uh, no, this is the wrong leaderboard. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that's another leaderboard. Yeah, I, I have a lot of leaderboards. <laughs> no, Jane is like the queen of spreadsheets. Like, uh, I love them. She, she... I couldn't handle life without them weird degree so do you want to guess maybe um okay. who has received the so let me explain how this works so basically if a character say ali gets a not guilty verdict one week yeah they get a point yeah because they've been good so they've, they've earned a point. gold star yeah yeah if the next week they get a guilty verdict that point that they got the week before gets taken away <sighs> gets taken so away zero so you can see if they, the more not guilty verdicts they get the more stars they get or points they get yes but that gets knocked back down if they're then guilty uh, okay so what uh, the leaderboard is based on like the net total of oh, points that they've got interesting interesting so who do you think after the first half of this season has gained the most points i think 
it will be when all is netted out. I think it will be one of three people. Okay. I think it will be either Renee, okay, John, or Georgia. Interesting. Okay. You Ooh. are wrong. Oh what? The person who has the most gold stars after you net out their guilties and they're not guilties is Richard. Shut up! (laughs) He's got fuck. He's got four not guilties and only one guilty. Wow! I did not see that coming. Who's been giving him non guilties? You have and me. I can tell you actually. Do you want me to tell you? Uh, have I been giving him not? Oh. So uh, you gave him a not guilty in the first episode. Okay. So you gave him two of his not guilties, oh, and damn I it. gave him. <laughs> <laughs> I gave him two of his not guilties. Who gave him the guilty? You gave him the guilty. Ah, uh, yes, well deserved. <laughs> so goes to show. There you go. Well, what's the so, leader? What's the entire leaderboard? thus far so Richard's in the lead uh so Richard's in the lead yeah so then the next one you were right is Renee so she's got two points so she got three not guilties and one guilty okay and then then uh we've got a tie (laughs) so we've got two people that have one point so that's Georgia and Stephanie so they both had a not guilty okay then we're into minus minus points. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've got more guilties than not guilty. Okay. So, do you want me to keep going down the list, or do you want to guess who had the most? Most not guilty. Uh, most guilty. Yeah. So, who's the worst? Who's the who's the, the absolute worst. worst? I. It's got to be Billy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Billy got four guilties and no not guilty. <laughs> Not doing well. No. <laughs> but then after him, yeah. there were three people who have basically they're on minus two points, so they've got two guilties. Oh, or they net out at two guilties. Okay. So the three people that tie are Ali, right, Elaine, yeah, and Cheney. <laughs> <laughs> so Ali got Four guilties and two not guilty, so she nets out a two. Okay. Uh, or minus two, I should say. Then Elaine's got two guilties. That's it. Yeah. And then Cheney got two guilties. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. So, okay. Yeah. And then, I think, to finish it off, we have two people that are on uh, minus one points, or stars, shall we say, and those are John and yes. the minister, Professor Dawson's <laughs> So John has one guilty and he, uh, the minister has one guilty. I, I, th- I think in my head I'm sure John had been given not guilties. No, he's, only, he's got not. one thing and he's just got a guilty. Wow. So interestingly. How has Richard ended up at the top of this pile? I'm, I'm happy with Billy at the bottom. Yeah, I'm happy sure. with that. But do you want to... So the other thing I did, which may be a bridge too far, but I worked out <laughs> the number of episodes these characters are in. Yeah. Because if you're only in one episode, you don't have a chance to, like, redeem or get worse. Yes, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So you... So based on their percentage of, like, screen time, I worked out... The <laughs> <laughs> Based on whether you were like a hundred percent amazing or a hundred percent shit or somewhere in between. You're hysterical. Okay. So based on. on that, 
the winner is Stephanie because she was 100% amazing. <laughs> and the loser is the minister at Professor Dorsey's funeral <laughs> because he was 100% shit. He was in one episode and he was shit all and the way he through. Fucked it up. <laughs> Chaney uh, then is the the next shittest because he was, shittest. he was actually in three episodes but he only got guilties in two of them so he was only 66% shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that was oh a, a funny god. read on it as well. That's fun. Oh my god. You're hilarious. So okay. yeah, so that's where things stand halfway through. I wonder how much that will change as we get through the yeah. second half. Well, I'm going to keep an eye on myself about giving Richard not kill me. I wonder whether we should have just saved this till the end of the season because now you're going to be like, it's going to influence the rest of the season. Potentially. But yeah. I mean, I think he'll have to like really deserve it if he... I think maybe I've been a bit too lenient with him. I don't know. I think Richard suffers from the fact that he does some more objectionable things than he does verdicting. So if you see what I mean, we object, we put our objection in a lot for stuff uh, that he does. Yeah. So he does like a lot of like minor, in, he does lots of minor indiscretions. Yeah. We're like, no, you can't do that, but not enough through a course of one episode for us to be like, he was an idiot that episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Ma- yeah, maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah. that's, that's my theory. But okay. 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 So yeah. Like, yeah, that was awesome. That's been the mailbag. Oh, great. We hope you enjoyed. Yeah, and I hope you enjoyed the first mailbag episode. Yeah. We hope to do another one of these at the end of the series as well. Yes, perhaps. yeah. Uh, end of season one wrap up, maybe. Mm, mm. Um, but yeah, thank yeah. you so much for all your questions and thank you for listening, as yes. always. Yes. Very much appreciated. And you can always send us questions on the old socials. Join us. We have so much fun. Yeah, definitely. We're on Twitter at Bygones Pod. Uh, Search on Facebook for Bygones Podcast. And we're on Instagram on at Bygones Pod. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. That's right. Oh, and you can always email us at bygonespodcast at gmail.com. Yes. So, yeah, until next time, bygones! I can't stop this feeling. Deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, don't let me know. Shaka, who